Yeah, look, earlier on in the week, we were going to talk about some of the uh, drama, the palace politics and so on that have, um, I guess, followed the preparations for the elective congress of uh, the National Union of Metal Workers of Southern Africa, NUMSA. Uh, and it seems those came to a head t- today as uh, some regions walked out of the congress. And uh, yeah, I don't know from a legal perspective whether the bona fides of this particular congress are going to, um, yeah, are going to uh, shape up. Uh, but we'll certainly uh, try and make sense of that and uh, see what all of this is going to mean, not only just for NUMSA and its members, but also for the working class more broadly. Joining me on the line to uh, make sense of this, I'm joined by the uh, former General Secretary of FAO, the Food and Allied Workers Union, social agitator, commentator, and labor market analyst, Katishi Masemola. Bob Katish, good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening, Ayabonga, and greetings to the listeners. Always a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, I want us, just before we maybe hone in on what uh, effectively is happening within NOMSA, to get your reflections. I mean, yesterday we were covering something quite interesting. You know, 19% increases in uh, bus passenger transport. Um, And many of our listeners were saying, look, this is now adding to the legion of, you know, assaults on working people and uh, their pockets at a time when real wages are not increasing in any meaningful way. Just your reflections on that, uh, and uh, I guess in the implications that that has on many working-class communities. Well, like I have said before, and then <clears throat> I continue to repeat this, Ayabonga, uh, the working people in South Africa and pretty much in other parts of the world uh, are under squeeze, you know, because their share of national income continues to decline and decline as uh, societal arrangements in various countries, and certainly in our country, breathe and give rise to a few and fewer billionaires and multi-billionaires. So income inequalities, um, wealth, uh, well, ownership of, of wealth disparities continues uh, unabated. So we, we, we're really living in tough times. And I just hope that uh, this speaks to the importance of of having working class formations that are strong, of having working class formations that uh, are united and can only take the battles, class battles, I should say, forward. And uh, that's why the issue of NUMSA becomes a bit interesting as well. And of course, yeah, that Congress, I mean, NUMSA, largest trade union in the country, and um, I think many people, if they track back to nearly a decade, will certainly know the history of their own exit from COSATU alongside some of yourselves. Uh, Talk to me about, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, this Congress, why it's been so fraught, why it's been so contested, and uh, what clues, if any, did we get from the SAFTU Congress? Well, let me begin by saying that uh, NUMSA, firstly, is the largest trade union, not only in the country, but more importantly, in what you would call manufacturing sector. And this country, by the way, can't go forward in terms of developmental path without a priority given to manufacturing sector. And NUMSA, as it were, becomes a key stakeholder in taking forward the agenda of development in this country. So it becomes a sad story if, indeed, NUMSA was to face the challenges that 
it is said to be facing. So was the case with FAO, because FAO was the biggest trade union in the second biggest manufacturing sector of food processing and, um, you know, food manufacturing. So you kind of needed strong unions in the manufacturing sector to mm. assist in championing the direction that the um, development path in this country must take. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad story that uh, NOMSA is facing the challenge that it is right now. Bob Katish, hold the line there for me for a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, I want us to talk about um, the issues over which these divisions, contests are being fought over. And uh, we'll come back to that after this brief break. Nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk tonight. Joined to uh, make sense of the latest coming out of uh, NUMSA's elective congress held in Cape Town. I'm joined on the line by former General Secretary of the Food and Allied Workers Union and uh, uh, Labour commentator Katishi Masamola. And uh, Katishi, maybe just a quick one. Um, these divisions um, and uh, I guess the contests and the really fraught relations uh, what is at the nub of, of these issues? What is at the center of these issues? I mean, you know, many of our colleagues here in the media are just saying, well, you know, uh, Ruth and Tlokotse was not supposed to contest the presidency of SAFTU at the you know, Congress that passed. Um, she didn't have a mandate from her own union, the NUMSA and so on. Uh, but it does seem that I think the tensions um, flow much deeper than that. Well, yeah, I mean, that, Ayabonga, that's true that uh, the tensions, the divisions may be deeper than uh, even what is said in the media. Uh, but I think the main point is, what are the sources of these tensions? Mm. I, might, I might say that uh, NUMSA being the biggest, but also the vibrant uh, trade union organization in this country, it will be contested itself as an organization. Internally, by some that may uh, think that rightfully they've got the right to contest, and they may well have that right by virtue of the provisions of the Constitution. But also they may contest the cause uh, of external forces that sponsor us such contestations. Remember, a strong NUMSA, a strong FAO, a strong manufacturing sector-based union. In fact, a strong union in this country, it's not in the best interest of some vested uh, powers that be politically, economically, and so on. So uh, getting weaker unions will remain an agenda of uh, those who believe that uh, these unions do not serve their interests as, again, I repeat, vested interests in whatever they are in, in society. So I'm not surprised that NUMSA will be contested from within and from outside. I'm not surprised that uh, unity of workers will be contested. I'm not surprised that... Uh, would have a proliferation of union federations instead of one one country, one federation, one union, one sector. But, uh, you know, it's not time to give up. Uh, trade union leaders uh, must find it in their hearts to make sure that, indeed, unity of workers 
is achieved, it's championed, because we need it. Otherwise, uh, capital, otherwise big business, otherwise others other than the working class are continuing to accumulate much more share of national income than the working people. And, and, and this must be arrested, it must be defeated, it must be resisted. Let me maybe try and make sense of, of a comment you had made earlier on, um, which is the implication of these divisions, especially among private sector trade unions. Because we can have the discussion about, I think, you know, even in the other federation, the balance uh, between public sector and private sector unions and all manner of other political and ideal politi- political implications of that. But in the case of NUMSA, what is the implication in many workplaces in the private sector in South Africa of having a divided NUMSA? I, I must say, a, a divided NUMSA, a weak NUMSA, uh, it's, not a, it's not good news for the working people of this country. So, you know, if I had the powers, if uh, I had the influence, I would ensure that uh, the unity of NUMSA remains sacrosanct, or at least it's engineered uh, to, to, be, to, be, to be achieved. The reason is that uh, NUMSA, in addition to be organized in your traditional uh, sectors that uh, are strong and workers are united, it does also continue to organize workers that are in vulnerable areas. It may be petrol attendants uh, and so on and so forth. So unity of NUMSA is an important if you like, class agenda for the working people in this country. So you wouldn't wish a weak NUMSA, you wouldn't want to wish a, a, a NUMSA that will not be able to take on the backers against employers. By the way, against even employers that NUMSA has not been traditionally organized in, as we have seen in your mining houses. Sibanya uh, Gold Mine just simply giving a CEO, uh, you know, some 330 million rent in uh, pay and packs, uh, all in the name that Sibanya uh, Gold Mine has just suddenly become a profitable uh, outfit. If you have NUMSA there united with NUM, you are likely to see some of these uh, gains. Uh, that are being reversed against the working class resistance at least. And then, if anything, we are likely to see a situation where workers uh, begin to make inroads and uh, score gains. So unity of workers, unity of unions, unity of federations cannot be underemphasized. If anything, we must overemphasize their importance. The walkout we saw today... How do we make sense of that? You know, uh, this reminds me of a situation where whilst I was still in trade unions, I mean, in FAO, so uh, as it is, there was a situation where some workers, perhaps rightfully in their mind, took us to court Mm. on a Friday, and the Congress was actually on a Monday, well, meant to start on a Monday. And uh, on that Monday... 
the Labour Court uh, convened the proceedings and the judge reserved the judgment. And because of that uh, uh, reserved judgment, we were able to proceed with the Congress. So I'm saying, you know, using courts and other forums of litigation to resolve to resolve issues that uh, are organizational in nature, maybe political in nature, may not be ideal. I think at the end of the day, the leadership of NUMSA, the leadership of others who may be disgruntled, ought to come together and hopefully craft a better solution to the current situation. So the workout is a setback to the legitimacy of the Congress. Mm. However, it won't necessarily be a, you know, a point well scored by those who have worked out. If anything, it will be good that uh, a solution is found because it's in the best interest of workers that unity prevails. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. It, it comes also at a time when there are many negotiations underway. I mean, I, I think I last recall Numsa was still... Uh, negotiating in the platinum sector and uh, there might be some negotiations coming up in the automotive sector and so on. Um, what does that do for morale, especially for many of those that have to go and bargain with the employer? Actually, you're right. I mean, Ayabonga, if you have a divided NUMSA at what's supposed to be a national congress, then uh, that indictment, if you like, uh, cascade downwards to ordinary workers who are supposed to be waging uh, battles with employers. You know, um, you wouldn't want uh, workers that are about to negotiate a better deal with employers or about to be on strike uh, to be led by a divided norms. I don't think it's ideal. So that's why I'm saying uh, workers in NUMSA, they may be from regions that don't agree with what the central committee has decided, but they, at least for the sake of unity of workers, they must come back and say, for the sake of workers, we are prepared to discuss and find a solution. A strong NUMSA, mm. a very powerful NUMSA, I can tell you now, is needed by this society, at least mm. at the moment. And then uh, if you're going to have a weak NUMSA, and by the way, I must state this again, NUMSA remains one of the militants and continues to score, uh, you know, uh, bargaining victories for workers across uh, sectors it is organized. So you can't afford to have a NUMSA that is divided, a NUMSA that is going to undergo uh, becoming a weak union. Otherwise, it is not good for the agenda of workers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, and I guess maybe just as we wrap up, um, you know, all of this, I guess, is distracting the attention and many of us in the media will look at the dramatic, you know, fanfare of people walking out and uh, all the drama of that because that might sell papers. It might mean we get more tweets and whatever. But what kind of critical policy and organizational tasks confront NUMSA as it convenes this Congress? Well, it was expected that uh, this Congress, uh, if it will continue to be a legitimate Congress outside of 
you know, uh, the courts uh, making determination. It was going to be a Congress that made certain decisions, and I'm not talking party political now, I'm talking ideological, decisions that were going to take forward uh, the agenda of the working people in this country. And, 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 And I should repeat, at least at this point in time, a strong NUMSA is what the working people across the country, including in Kosato, Naktu, and Fedusa, would wish because the victories that this NUMSA scores somewhat translate to the victories that other unions are going to score, even if it takes a couple of years for them to use the NUMSA victories to score their own victories in their own spaces where they are organized. So, again, you can't afford a weak NUMSA, you can't afford a divided NUMSA, and certainly you can't afford a dead NUMSA. You know, it would be a sad day for me as a person and generally for workers in this country. We'll have to leave it there for now, Babakatish. Uh, uh, always a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you very much for your time. And thanks for inviting me once more, Seabonga Ayabonga. Thank you very much. Katishi Masamola, former General Secretary of Trade Union, FAU, Labour Market Commentator, Analyst and uh, yeah, Social Agitator, uh, joining us for our headline segment tonight. Four minutes it is after 8pm. Let's take a brief breather. When we come back, check out some of those tweets and we also play back the voice notes.